But Allah also gives us good news. Allah says, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها Allah does not burden a soul with more than its capacity. يُكَلِّفُ تَكْلِيف Taklif is to impose a burden on someone. Meaning to make them responsible for something. To command them that they must do something. And as Allah's servants, there are many commands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has imposed on us. And then we see that since we are His servants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not just commanded us to pray and to fast and to give charity and to be good to our parents, etc. There are also many things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides regarding our lives. That we should fall ill, or that somebody should be a part of our life, or that we should face a certain challenge, a certain difficulty. This is also a taklif, a burden that is imposed upon a person. So taklif, this could be of two types. One is religious, religious obligation. And the second is, in our lives, the circumstances, the events, the situations, the trials, the hardships, the people that we have to deal with, the difficulties that we have to face. And sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes we feel very weak. A test, a challenge appears to be like a mountain that we cannot face, that we cannot overcome, that we cannot go through. We feel so weak. We feel as if a difficulty is going to break us. It's going to crush us. We feel like we cannot handle it. Allah says, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها Allah does not burden a nafs, a person, except with its wusr. And wusr is one's capacity, meaning what a person is able to do. So any test Allah puts you in, is something that you can handle. Any command that Allah gives you, is something that you can do. Anything that Allah tells you to stay away from, it is something that you can stay away from. Do not tell yourself, I cannot do this. Do not tell yourself, this is impossible. No matter how great of a challenge it may be. And the Qur'an and the life of the Prophet ﷺ is a testament to this fact. The Prophet ﷺ faced numerous hardships, every kind of difficulty, from the people who were close to him, and from the people who were far from him. In his personal life, and also as a prophet, as a leader. But he survived. He didn't just survive, he conquered. He was successful. You are also Allah's servant. So if He commands you to do something, if He prohibits you from something, if He decrees something in your life, you can do it. You can handle it. Because لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها And once a challenge is put before us, once we are put in some difficulty, once a command is given to us, now our response is what matters. How we respond in that situation is what matters.
This is why Allah says, لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ For the person is what it earns. And against it is what it acquires also. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ Meaning the good that a person does. A person will get the reward for it. وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ A sin that a person commits. Or any disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person displays. Then a person will incur the sin of that also. He will have to face the consequences of that also. So at the end of the day, what matters is not really the challenge that has come before us, but how we respond to it. Do we respond with obedience? Or do we respond with disobedience? Do we respond with pleasure? With acceptance? With submission? Or do we respond with anger and frustration? Do we respond with hope? Or do we respond with despair? How is it that we respond? That is what matters. Remember that any event in your life, anything that happens in your life is temporary. It is going to be over very soon. It's not going to last forever. But what you choose to do at that moment, what you choose to say at that moment, is what will remain with you. Because that is recorded in your book of deeds. لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ On learning about this, we all know, we don't always respond in a beautiful way. We don't always respond with obedience. We don't always respond with patience, with hope. Because we're human. This is why, again, we need to turn to Allah. So Allah teaches us, رَبَّنَا O our Lord, لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Our Lord, do not take us to account if we forget or if we make a mistake. Do not punish us if we forget or if we make a mistake. Nasina nisyan. You forget something that you already know about. An akhtaqna, mistake. You make a mistake when you don't know about what is right. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our mistakes. The mistakes that we make despite having knowledge and the mistakes that we make because of our ignorance. لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَّنَا our Lord وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِصْرًا Do not impose upon us a burden. تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا حَمْلْ عَلَى is to lay a burden on someone else. We ask Allah to not put an isr upon us that was laid on the people before us. Isran is a load that is extremely heavy, that is extremely difficult for a person to carry. This is why it's translated as a burden. So we ask Allah to make our religion easy for us. We ask Him to make obedience and worship easy for us. كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا 
like the burden that you imposed on the people before us. In Surah Al-Baqarah, we learned in great detail about the Bani Israel, about the children of Israel, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed many blessings upon them. But also we learned about how much more was expected of them. We learned, for example, that when they worshipped the calf, they were given a severe punishment for that. We learned, for example, that when they violated concerning the Sabbath, again, there were severe consequences for that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this dua to make religion easy for us, to make obedience to Allah easy for us. رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا O our Lord, do not make us carry مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ What we have no strength to bear. لَا تُحَمِّلْنَا تحميل is to gradually load another. To gradually load a person. And sometimes in our lives, we feel that as every day goes by, difficulties are only increasing. The challenges are maybe only increasing. That's what we feel, that gradually the burden seems to be getting heavier. You may feel like that. And that's exactly what this word tuhammil means. La tuhammilna. So we ask Allah to not make life more difficult for us or religion more difficult for us. Rather we ask Him for ease. لَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ What we have no strength for. وَعْفُ And we ask Allah that, O oh Allah, pardon us. وَغْفِرْ لَنَا And forgive us. وَرْحَمْنَا And have mercy on us. وَعْفُ عَفُو Is to erase something. Sometimes we make mistakes and we feel so embarrassed about them. We think back and wonder, how could I say something like that? How could I react like that? How could I have missed my prayer? How could I pray like that? What was I thinking? And just thinking about that mistake makes us angry with ourselves. We don't even want to hear about it. We don't want to recall it even. So we ask Allah to wipe off, to erase our sin, to erase our mistakes completely. وَغْفِرْ لَنَا And forgive us. Meaning, cover our sins. Hide them. Because مِغْفَرْ is actually used for a helmet. And a helmet is worn. Why? For the purpose of protection. So we ask Allah's مَغْفِرَة Why? So that our sins are covered and so that we are protected from the consequences of our sins. So, O oh Allah, forgive us. وَرْحَمْنَا And have mercy on us. Meaning, do not disgrace us on the Day of Judgment. أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا You are our protector. You are our mawla. Mawla is a close friend who protects you, who shelters you, who guards you. This is why the word is also translated as guardian. Oh Allah, you are our mawla. Meaning we have no mawla other than you. You are our protector. Who else could we go to? 
Whose help could we seek? Whose refuge could we seek? We need you. Anta maulana, fansurna. So help us. Ala al-qawmi al-kafirin against the people who deny. Because you see, sometimes there are internal obstacles that we face. And those are our weaknesses. The fact that we forget. The fact that we become lazy. The fact that our emotions get in the way. The fact that we are inclined to sin sometimes. But sometimes these obstacles are external. Where other people create difficulties for you. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make things easy for us. Internally and externally. So we learn in the hadith that when these verses were revealed, and when we read these du'as in these verses, so the first du'a that we learn, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِن نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Our Lord, do not hold us accountable if we forget or if we make a mistake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Yes, I shall accept your supplication. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ said, that Allah has pardoned my ummah, my nation, for the mistakes, meaning out of ignorance they make, or nisyan, forgetfulness. In the Quran we learn, that أَنَّهُ مَنْ عَمِلَ مِنْكُمْ سُوءًا بِجَهَالَةٍ ثُمَّ تَابَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَأَصْلَحَ That whoever does something wrong out of ignorance, he didn't know. And then he repented. And then he fixed his affairs. Then Allah will be ghafoorul rahim, forgiving and merciful towards him. The next dua that is in these verses is that Rabbana wala tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala ladina min qablina. Our Lord, do not put a burden on us similar to the burden that you placed on the people before us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded, Yes, I shall accept your supplication. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ said that بُعِثْتُ بِالْحَنِيفِيَّةِ السَّمْحَةِ I was sent with the easy religion. Islam is an easy, practical religion. Every single command is such that we can observe it. The next dua in these verses, رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ That our Lord do not impose on us a burden that we have no ability to bear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded, Yes, I shall accept your supplication. And we learn in the Qur'an that إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ yusra That with difficulty is also ease. إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ yusra With difficulty is ease. So there is double ease with every difficulty. The next dua, which is wa'fu anna, waghfir lana, warhamna, anta maulana, fansurna ala al-qawmi al-kafirin. Allah the Exalted responded, that yes, I shall accept your supplication. This is why when Mu'ad radiallahu anhu would recite Surah Al-Baqarah, and when he would reach the end of the surah, he would say, Ameen. That, oh Allah, accept our supplication. And these two verses, the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, are very special verses of the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ said, that whoever recites the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah at night, kafatahu, 
they will be sufficient for him. They will be enough for him. You see, when you go to bed, that is when you remember all your problems. That is where you remember all the things that are causing you stress. The things, the people, the tests, whatever it is that's going on in your life. That is when you remember your problems. And sometimes, when we keep thinking about our problems, we're not even able to sleep. So the one who recites these verses, kafatahu, they will be enough for him. So recite these verses before you go to sleep. Turn to Allah. Yes, things are difficult. They can be overwhelming. But Allah, our Lord, is there. He is the one who decided that difficulty for us, for our benefit, to make us grow, to erase our sins, to improve our condition. So we must turn to Him. Also, they're enough for a person, meaning that they will also be enough for His protection. So reciting these verses at night is also a source of protection for you all night long, insha'Allah. We also learn in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that the house in which the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah are recited for three consecutive nights, then shaitan cannot come near it. Three consecutive nights. You recite these verses in your house and shaitan will not come close to your house. Chase shaitan away. Because many times, the internal obstacles that we face are also created by shaitan. That when shaitan frightens us, we learn in Surah Al-Baqarah, الشَّيْطَانُ يَعِدُكُمُ الْفَقْرَ وَيَأْمُرُكُمْ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ These negative thoughts are from shaitan. So chase him away by reciting these verses. We also learn in a hadith, that when the Prophet ﷺ was taken on the night journey, he was given certain gifts. And of the gifts he was given was also these two verses. In hadith we learn that they were given to him from a treasure trove beneath the arsh. These verses are a gift. They are a gift for every single one of us. These verses when we recite them, they will give us courage. They will give us hope. They will give us motivation. They will draw us close to Allah. They will strengthen our connection with Allah Azza wa Jal. We learn in another hadith also, that once the Prophet ﷺ was sitting with Angel Jibreel, and Angel Jibreel, he said that a door has opened in the heavens that was never opened before. And an angel is coming who never came before. And when that angel came, he said that rejoice over two lights. Rejoice, celebrate, be happy for the gift of two lights that Allah gives you. And those two lights are first, Surah Al-Fatiha, and secondly, the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. These are two lights. Light in your darkness. Hope in your difficulties. And the angel said that you will not recite a letter from them except that you will be granted its benefit. For every single letter that you recite of these verses, you get benefit from them. You are rewarded because of them. So let's listen again to these verses. 
Congratulate you for having completed your study of Surah Al-Baqarah, and you're fortunate. We are all fortunate that we received this gift at the end of the surah, the gift of the last two verses, which are from the treasure beneath the arsh. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala allow us to continue to learn, to continue to turn back to Him. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala allow us to remember what we have learned. May He allow us to bring into our actions what we have learned. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings, for our negligence. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon us, upon all the people who have helped us in this journey, especially the mothers and the fathers who woke us up, or maybe even the husbands who woke us up on Saturday mornings, who maybe drove us to our classes, who reminded us to do our lesson, who reminded us to do our quizzes, who cooperated with us in sacrificing many things so that we could spend our time learning the Qur'an. If you look around, you will see many young children in this class. Those of you who are guests here, I want you to please make dua for all of these lovely children. I think they are children because some of them are actually 10 years old. And mashaAllah today, they have completed the study of Surah Al-Baqarah. And in fact, some of them 
have even memorized the entire surah. Because every Saturday, as they did their lesson, they even memorized those verses. I want you to please make dua for them, that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala embrace them with His special mercy, with His protection. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make them a source of light for those who are around them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to guide them throughout their lives. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبَكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ فَيَغْفِرُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيُعَذِّبُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ ഹിറുസുലി وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَا اكْتَسَبَتْ رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِن نَّسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِصْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ وَاعْفُ عَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا
Shukran ya Rabbi Shukran ya Rabbi Ya Khair